0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio.
1: You've quoted saying in Deakin University's statement as saying being a mum and an academic force you to be very productive and efficient, so what workplace settings do you think could change to help make women's experiences in the academy easier?
0: Funding carers to come with women who have young children to conferences and to field work uh, so that in those crucial early years um, women's momentum doesn't need to um, be affected um, of their their momentum for their research careers. Mm -hmm. Um, Providing um, convenient and comfortable um, facilities for breastfeeding and pumping is really important. Um, And having really good ways to recognise research um, research outputs in relation to opportunity, and this is, this is a, very, it's a very difficult area to judge um, how uh, parenting has impacted on research output, but there is a lot more that, that, that we can do nationally to make sure that we are being fair and recognising um, achievements.
1: And you said it's very difficult to measure how parenting has impacted research output, but would you say anecdotally it's affected your research output?
0: Um, look, it's it's hard to answer that in a hypothetical because I don't know what my research output would have been um, without if I hadn't had my two children. Um, but certainly, um, it's been um, uh, it's it's been a um, tremendous juggling act, um, and there's certainly a lot of travel opportunities that I um, haven't. Taken advantage of, and certainly continue to. um, And and, um, travel continues to be um, a real challenge for me. But um, I think by being very um, selective and um, strategic about which opportunities I will take up, uh, and having good support from family, I have managed. To maintain um, my research output to, throughout those difficult years,
1: and to change the workplace settings in the, in academia, what what attitudes do you think that that need changing?
0: I think that there has been a perception that um, that women and really anyone with caring responsibilities needs to keep that out of the workplace, um, and I think that changing the culture so that um, if, if having to be uh, take leave sick to, to be at home with a sick child or having to work from home um, is not at is not any disadvantage and is not looked down upon in any way. I mean, we have, um, um, at my university, at Deakin University and many places, we have wonderful tools to enable people to work from wherever they are um, and that needs to be very much de Um We need to just uh, normalise the idea that people have a variety of um, caring responsibilities and other responsibilities, um, and that we can't, yeah, expect people to to be working all hours.
1: You mentioned destigmatisation, Bill. So, what what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I think that we need to be much more open about the challenges that that women face in those, um, p- particularly with young children. Um, we need to be offering uh, childcare support uh, in uh, any work that's expected out of hours. So, um, say conferences should be offering childcare. Um, it is happening, but it needs, it needs to be happening more. Um, we need to be um, m- much better at, at recognising the achievements of women who've had to take, who've had career interruptions, who might be working part-time. And this is right through from um, from uh, internal and external um, nationally competitive grants to um, avenues for um, promotion, um, for mentoring. We need to, uh, across the board, um, make it a, a, a much more accepted and normal um, fact of life that that, that parenting offers. Parenting presents a, a huge challenges.
1: Is a big part of this getting more women into senior leadership positions in academia?
0: Look, I think that um, um, if, and if, if we look at the figures for, for um, women doing PhDs in in many fields, it's 50-50 or more, and in um, the, the, the STEM field, it is increasing all the time. So that the talent is there, and I think if I really think that these early years, um, early postdoctoral years, are really crucial. Um, the other, and if we support women through those years, we will see what which women in senior positions are uh, increasing.
1: And there's a big part of this also getting women in research on the podium, like recognising them through awards and stuff like that.
0: Yes, yep. definitely. And there was a um, a great talk today from Fabienne um, um, McKay, who's an immunologist talking about a uh, international conference. She was involved with organising where all of the 20, or oh, I think nearly all of the 20 um, keynote speakers were men. <laughs> and uh, it was a colleague of hers, a what we might call a male champion, who pointed this out and um, demanded that um, the plan be changed so that there were um, many more women presenting and this this goes to a very um, pervasive culture which which sees women as keynote speakers women as in, in leadership positions women professors as something something strange something out of the ordinary um, and and it also speaks to again those early postdoctoral years where women find it very very difficult to travel um, if they have a caring responsibilities um, and, not, and not as visible um, on the uh, international in, international academic circle. Mm-hmm. So I think um, by just by being aware of 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 um, gender bias and gender equity ac- across the spectrum um, and everyone, m- women and especially men, um, stepping up and. Um, increasing their awareness of always asking, is there gender equity and not just gender equity, is there um, equity across ethnicities, is there equity across um, a whole range of, of, um, of areas and anything they're involved in, if everyone is aware of equity, then things can change um, quite quickly.